Hello, Internet. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to say a couple quick things. First of all, thank you for being here. I appreciate you all. Second, please be patient with today's episode. So we recorded this episode via Skype, via video chat with five different people on five different Wi-Fi connections with five different cameras and have five different microphones and everything's different. And it was highly unpredictable, impossible to control. And there are some spots here and there throughout the episode that are just a little hard to listen to. It's nobody's fault. It's just varying degrees of various technology across all different areas of the city. And yeah, it just, it is what it is. Uh, and then also with the fucking video chat thing, you had, you know, four, four squares in the video recording thing. I wasn't aware that it was doing this. You'll see it when you watch it, but, uh, there's five people talking. So like, there's always one person not in the frame, which is really weird. And it like records me, which I didn't want it to do. I just wanted it to record the guests. I'm new to like recording remotely and I appreciate your patience and uh, please, please, please stick through this episode. For those of you that are just listening, if you're not watching this on Facebook or YouTube, you probably won't be as annoyed or as confused as anybody that is watching the video version of this. But either way, I appreciate your patience. I hope you stick it through. And whenever we're able to uh, be 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 together in the real world, when we're on the other side of this, I will definitely record a proper episode with today's guest, Murder for Girls. So with that being said, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Enjoy the episode. Thanks. Peace. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Digital cheers. Whoever has a drink. I know someone has a beer. Cheers. Yes. Ah, it's a lovely Saturday afternoon. In quarantine, I'm sitting here today with four-fourths of the rock and roll group, Murder for Girls. Make some noise for the internet, my friends. Everyone's really happy that you're here. I'm happy to see all of you. How is everybody doing? Let's start with Tammy. Um, well, this is the first time I had to um, try to look presentable for in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I had pants on and everything. So, nice. Yeah. How are you doing, Steph? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Got my- I wine. I'm happy to see you three. Older smiling face. It's been too long. You, you look like you're in the Matrix. <laughs> do I? So this is our new album cover that I put up on the background. So I managed to do that. Uh, I so liked I'm- when you moved your hand. A dog appeared for like yeah, one I, second. My- <laughs> Leia, she's joining me. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that is really really trippy. That's awesome. John, how you doing down there? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Good to see you, man. And Michelle, right? Yep. Hi. I'm, I don't think we've ever met officially, so it's nice to nice to meet you this way, I suppose. Nice to meet you. Too. Yeah. Super, super glad to have all of you here. So last night, you just released your music video for The World is Full of Helpful Goth Girls. How was that, doing a digital video release? Well, it happened. Well, that was- I feel like I'm <laughs> the first time we tried anything like that. First music video, right? So, yeah, that is our first video. I think we all made it, figured it out. A lot of people seem to show up to it, so that's cool. Yeah, we're gonna have a big party. <laughs> yeah, we were, <laughs> but that was good too. Yeah. yeah it- It's nice that we have all of these options now to stay as connected as we can, given the shitty circumstances that we're in. 
Yeah. Yeah, we, we hope there was a lot of people that, you know, gave them something to watch to do during this time. Yeah. How has the band been functioning, if at all? Have you been, when's the last time any of you saw each other? It was the show that we played, right? Yeah, yeah. It was Faye. It was Faye. That was the ninth, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That was that was that was early. Oh, wait, that was that early. Wait, early. I think it was a Tuesday, and then I think that that following weekend was the whole quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Sunday night was the, you know. Yeah, we didn't come home, home, work from home. Yeah, it was the night. Yeah, so we I literally fit one show in, you know, a few days before quarantine started. Yeah, yeah, we and played a show on the it was the eleventh or something. It was like really on the the tail end of everything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was strange. Even people at that show, the the vibe in the air was really, 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 really bizarre. But hey. We're all here. We're all doing okay. We were supposed to play a show together. Yeah. Which we are no longer doing, which is a bummer. But with that being said, you still have a new album coming out. Yes. I mean, we don't know when this is going to, when we can play again. So (laughs) might as well put it out. And then when we get that chance, then we can have a show, party, something. Yeah, Tammy, can you tell me when the album's coming out? Give me some more details. Um, we're going to release it online on May 15th on Bandcamp. Um, so it's actually there for digital pre-order right now. Um, and there is one track that you can listen to right now. And then we have CDs ordered. Stuff ordered the CDs. So at least we have those coming. Um. Yeah, we can help. If, uh, yeah, we can do. Not wait. Super cool. So, Steph, I, I was talking with you a couple days ago about this, but we should probably share the info on this podcast as well. Uh, what can you tell me about the album? Like, where'd you record it? What's it called? Give me the juicy deets. Sammy. <laughs> me. Yeah. Okay. All right, Tammy. You. Back to you. I was trying to give everybody equal time to talk, but apparently. (laughs) We we went to Hudson, New York, and we recorded it with Tommy Stinson, which was a freaking amazing experience. He was a fucking incredible guy to work with. So we're really, I'm personally really excited about this. I think we put a lot of, um, a heart and soul one like Steph when she came into the band like this is a solid just like Steph album whereas the past one had like our older songs that we were just trying to kind of get out of the way but this one's pretty fresh so I'm excited about it it's true super cool so John let's get let's let's get some John time John why don't you give me a little background on the history of the band like when did you start how'd you get started um, as, as Michelle was just kind of saying we have had uh, uh, different people involved in the past um, I wanted to start a band uh, I had been in the band in, uh, in a band in the 90s and I wanted to start a band in 2012 and uh, met Michelle, met Tammy, put a band together towards the end of 2013. Um, a couple of people came in and left. Um, and, uh, been, I always forget. And I, and I always have to ask you. What's that? How long has it been since, since you've uh, joined? Because I always forget. I think it's five or going on six. Here, it's That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Been doing this that long. I met them at at uh, I used to work at the Thunderbird Cafe in Lawrenceville back when it was the old Thunderbird, and I was there hanging out with uh, my favorite bartender Stin one night, and they were playing a show, and uh, I like like their 
their sound. And at the time, they were just a three-piece playing out. So they had lost the fourth number. So I talked to them after and asked them if they would be interested in jamming. And they were. So I found them. We found each other. I will say, you know, there's nothing better than making friends as an old-ass adult. Because it's so hard to do. Right? That's true. That's true. It's super duper rare, but I think that's one of the cool things about playing in a band is that it still gives us a good, healthy reason to get out into the world and meet new people, whether they end up in our band or not, or just other bands to play with. It's a cool, healthy outlet for socializing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a lucky coincidence that we met stuff there because I think in the past most of my trying to start a band or something has been you know like Craigslist or trying to find somebody that way but we just happened to be playing and she was there (laughs) yeah I think I think you're not a real band if you haven't had a Craigslist experience, at, yeah. least, it, at least in one phase of your band, it, it's uh, yeah. inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I would have saved some of those email interactions actually. But. <laughs> yeah, actually Tammy and I exchanged emails earlier on before we had even met. Uh, I think that was back in 2012. And it's a true story that um, someone had replied to the ad literally the day before her. Um, So I wound up working with a a woman named Allison for a while. And had Allison not contacted me, I probably would have started working with Tammy at that point. But it was still like a year, year and a half before I met Tammy. Um, Yeah, it was just a matter of seriously less than 24 hours that I heard from Allison before and I think huh. we saw each other at the shop one time or something, and we were talking. And yeah, but yeah, yeah that was my a- other band played there, and you were there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that was a crazy uh, uh, att- attempted meetup, foiled meetup there originally. Yeah. Then we should tell Michelle's story of how you found Michelle. That okay. is- <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Consciously at that point in 2012, trying to put together a diverse lineup, like that was something I was doing on purpose. Um, uh, so I, I wanted to incorporate uh, women into the act and hopefully get a more diverse lineup uh, in terms of ethnicity as well. And I just had gotten tired at that point of looking at Craigslist and having the experiences we've all had. And then, yeah, I actually was on YouTube and I typed in uh, female drummer Pittsburgh and Michelle was the first video to come up. And so I actually met her through YouTube. Thanks to her uh, mom. What's that? Well, thanks to her mom. Her mom thanks posted her mom. videos. Her, mom posted videos. Her, mom. her mom's her publicist. Yeah. Yeah. And the title of the video literally was "Best Drummer in Best Female Drummer in Pittsburgh." <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. So dog interference. There's pups okay. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I have too. Um, yeah, you should um, just go into YouTube and yeah, search that female drummer. She's probably got about twenty thousand hits or something right now. I can't remember. <laughs> oh my mom! <laughs> so, funny when Michelle. she does record us, she kind of zooms into Michelle and just. <laughs> so, Michelle, what can you tell me about your background as a drummer pre? murder for girls were you playing in any other bands or was it really just uh that uh, uploading some stuff online and just kind of playing with uh i don't know like what was your experience um well i mean i had been in a band before called Landsider, so probably there's some videos out there as well i don't know what video they're referring to but uh <laughs> So that's probably how they found me was 
because of Blindsider. But um, yeah, John just contacted me one day and I, I was getting ready to sell my drums. Actually, it had been a couple of years since I was playing and I, I was just going to sell my drums. But the sad part is I took them to Guitar Center and they're like, yeah, we'll give you like a hundred bucks. <laughs> so I was like, well, forget that, you know, yeah. they have sentimental value than anything else. So I'm glad I kept them because it was like days later that John sent me a message like, hey, would you be willing to meet up and talk? And so that was, you know, I'm glad I did that. Like you said, it's hard to make friends, you know, you play with these people. And I can't believe it's been like six years. Like, I love these guys. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, time flies. It's it's funny thinking about we're recording our new album right now, and the first album that we put out together. I mean, we recorded it in 2014, so that was six years ago. And I was like, "What?" It doesn't. But it just seems like I guess it's the the older that we get, the shorter time feels. If you would have, if you would have told me, you know six years ago that it would take me two years to record an album i'd be like you're out of your damn mind but now i'm like of course it does my back hurts everything takes time yeah like i work in the morning yeah yeah exactly yeah there's that so like your boobs look huge (laughs) (laughs) they're not (laughs) <laughs> pendulous remember pendulous i can't see so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. steph what was your background with playing in bands prior to murder for girls me yeah oh okay. um i, I my dad's a dad pianist, so I've been playing instruments since I was eight years old, he taught me. And uh, then I w- went to Duke University, was classically trained in piano. Oh, wow. Piano performance major. And um, I didn't like that you had to practice three hours a day and whatnot. And prior to that, growing up, I had a group of friends that was super musically active, really creative. We did a lot of garage shows at each other's houses, you know kind of a suburban, bored suburban kids, like getting together, trying to make art and music. So I played in a band called the Zits of America back then. We did a show at Club Lago with Grand Buffet, I think. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, we, and I've worked with other projects and uh, kind of solo projects with people. But, um, uh, yeah, but I was a pilot for the last 15 years, actually. So my schedule being out of town all the time didn't allow me to be in a band for a long, long time. Uh, I was on call and not in Pittsburgh. I couldn't plan it for shows and things like that. I wasn't reliable that way. So uh, when I was flying, um, I got career. I was senior enough to hold a schedule and predict or be able to bid off those. Uh, I was able to be in a band again. It, you know, my schedule did it, so that happened to be around the time. I saw these kids, and uh, <laughs> I made that. Yeah, it was a little rough there in the beginning because my job was the job I had. I was like, I was working at three a.m. So, so it would be like, you know, oh, what are we practicing this week? Well, I'm out of town on my job, and well, I work that, and it'd be like, okay, so next week, and then. <laughs> yeah and then uh we could i think we have a pretty good availability now yeah when we can't but <laughs> yeah it, it's i felt like i don't know if i really had my shit together as much as i thought i did but i felt like i was finally in a really good groove in a good balance with all of my responsibilities in life and now i just got turned upside down <laughs> yeah yeah, I, know. I thought, I thought you know, side hair. It's like a lot of the clothes I wear on stage I've had since my teenage years, like like those big boots I wear and stuff I got when I was like 15 years old. <laughs> the God sign at Laga, and we were talking about that the other night. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like, oh, this is cool. I can, you know, I saved them for a reason. I guess. 
I wouldn't have it any other way. It's it's fun. It's great. I'm so glad. My life right now. Today. Yeah. <laughs> the luxury. Drink to that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. I'm not going to have a tea here. You're allowed. I know. So, with your background, I'm assuming everybody's from Pittsburgh. There's no transplants here? Yep, we're all Yinzers. (laughs) So, this is a bit of a complicated question right now, because who the fuck knows where things are going to be? But... Let's just assume things get back to normal in a couple of months, okay? With that being said, you know, what do you see the future of the Pittsburgh music scene being like? We'll start we'll say we'll start with John. You can I'll throw this in your lap. The future of the Pittsburgh music scene being like given all of the changes that were just already starting to happen prior to this lockdown. I mean, Howlers just finally is closed now and right. there's a lot of, I'm sure there's going to be some other things that are happening. What are you sort of predicting is going to go on? Yeah, I, I'm afraid that um, we might lose a few more venues over the next couple months. People just not being able to stay open, not having the same type of, of money flowing in. That maybe there'll be some additional venues that aren't around in, in say three or four months. Uh, that might happen. Um, I've said before. Personally, I don't even like the word scene, but uh, I, I guess that's the best word to use. Um, but I, truthfully, I don't know if we're, if we're all going to be out playing. Uh, I, I think what's going to happen, quite honestly, is in June and July, things are going to clear up and people will be able to play again. And there'll be a feeling of optimism, that kind of thing. But I, I do think we might be on a second lockdown later on in the year, quite honestly. Um, but once we get beyond that, I, I think next year things will be will be better. You know, we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll lose a couple of venues maybe, uh, but you know, in a year's time, I think it'll be back back to the way it was. Anybody else have any any thoughts on this situation? I think people are going to get better at this kind of thing and technology and using that to the advantage. You know, uh, I don't know. It's doing. Doing the, you'd have one in their own house, but doing a jam session, maybe stream it, kind of treat it like a show. Um, hopefully, I mean, that'd be good. That'd be cool if that kind of, this kind of drives that kind of technology to the forefront. I mean, we have, we have it. We just, none of us, we'd all prefer to be together. Obviously, nothing beats the live experience, but yeah, yeah. better option is, you know, giving me an excuse to get it <laughs> and think about, I, you know, decided to upgrade my computer and stuff and start learning new programs and stuff trying to keep it going so (laughs) and if you think about it there are you know there are bands that are you know with members with people in different countries and and they're able to meet up digitally and record and share recording i think so there are ways to still hook up and make music even if you can't be in the same room totally I really have no idea when this is going to end. I don't know if I'm banking on summer. Is everything getting rescheduled to next year? I don't know. Maybe an outdoor concert. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay stay six feet away from everybody. (laughs) But I don't know when this is going to change. I don't know. And hopefully we don't lose too much in the meantime. I think that Everybody's going to have a lot of new material, maybe, if, you know, yeah, being able to play and things like that. Um, I hope I hope that people don't take for granted getting to go to a show, you know. Yeah. How many times have you clicked interested on something and then been like, oh, I don't know, I feel like going out tonight. And now that might be a little different in the future. Someone pointed out to me last night a video thing that like 220 people or something clicked going and like 213 showed up. Like, so like, we're actually <laughs> like, touched it on time. 
So that blew me away because usually it's what, like 5% of the goings actually show. Yeah. yeah. Really low, but, but yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I think that the really big national concerts obviously are probably not going to be, you know, I don't know if they would have smaller, you know, I don't know if there's going to be more attendance. I don't know. I can't wait to get out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about like, go on tour. (laughs) You know, are we going to need like matching face masks for the band? I don't know. I think that one bad thing is, you know, there's not going to be many new bands that you're seeing because people just can't get together to jam or hang out, you know. So maybe unless they connect online somehow and do remote stuff from the start, it's going to be harder to make those connections without shows, make those connections that, so, um, which is a shame. But, you know, might be a lot more solo albums. <laughs> Well, and even established bands, the most of the money they make is on tour and merch and stuff normally, right? So, you know, hopefully we don't lose any of the, you know, classic long running touring acts either. We'll see. It's Yeah, it's very, we're, we're in, we're in uncharted territory right now. All of us. The one, the one question I was curious to ask, though, um, I always like asking this to people that have been a part of uh, the Pittsburgh music community. I'll, I'll avoid using the word scene, John. The Pittsburgh That's music okay. community. That's good. That's, uh, yeah. People that have been involved in that, you know, for you know a, a decade plus in one way or another. I'm always curious when I'm talking to them about how they feel the community has changed or grown over the past decade, or do they feel have they do they feel it's gotten better? They feel it's gotten worse. I know it's kind of complicated now because we don't know what our future is, but let's just let's just assume we were having this conversation last month. How would we answer this question? Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's always weird with this, <laughs> the community. I mean, I don't know. You guys have been around actually longer than me, or I have long hiatus from it. So. <laughs> Like John and Tammy. Like, I personally feel like I fit I fit in more with the community that you know Murder for Girls plays with. Uh, as like in comparison to like Blindsider days, um, I think the people that we play with have I think it's a great freaking community of people uh, and bands that we play with. Yeah, I think the sometimes. Pittsburgh as a whole kind of gets a bad rep for not being the, I don't know, the best music community or scene. But I think it so much of it just has to do with the environment that you put yourself in and the people you choose to be around and the bands that you decide to play with. I think that if you can find some bands yeah. that are cool to hang out with, you'll have a good time. Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, bands supporting each other. Bands are great about supporting each other, I feel, in the city, but um, it's almost like the city hasn't always supported the local acts. It's had a bad batch of promoters in some cases and things like that that have maybe... uh, They shouldn't put the local shows in the city paper anymore. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) I think it's... um, I think... It's funny when there's touring bands, you know, that hit you up to, you know, oh, we're going to be passing through. You guys want to play Tuesday night, you know, and they don't. I, I mean, I think Pittsburgh compared to a lot of other places, any other night of the week, you know, other cities have, a, you know, a decent attendance or, you know, a more, I guess, thriving music scene any night of the week. And here it's kind of like, well, we could get you a show on Tuesday, but I don't know if anybody's going to come out because they're all kind of, you know, got to work in the morning and whatever. Right. right. So. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I'm sorry. What were we going to say, John? I was just going to say, I mean, uh, compared to playing in the 90s, for instance, um, it is harder to get people out of the house just because people have opportunities for entertainment at home, which has proven to be very helpful, I'm sure, given the current circumstances. But, you know, say if you're playing a gig in 1991, you know, 
um, most people then didn't have it. There was no Netflix. There was no YouTube. You know, people were still playing very primitive um, video game systems at the point. So people went out more. Yeah. They didn't have so, so many opportunities for entertainment, you know, behind, you know, their four walls at home. They, they, they actually had to go out to shows more often mm-hmm. or, or movies or something outdoors, you know, rather than just watching uh, obscure videos online or sharing cat videos or whatever sure. people might be doing right now. It feels a little hypocritical of me to make a statement like the one I'm about to make on a podcast, but I do feel that we have way too much socialization now. Like we're just way too connected. It's like 24 seven. You constantly have something going off in your pocket. Like, Oh, John did this. Steph said that Michelle did this. Tammy did that. And it's like, do we really need to know? Like maybe sometimes by the end of the day, you've had your fucking phone computer going off all day. You've been at work and you get home and you're just like, I just want to be left alone. Like, I don't want to know what anybody's doing for at least four hours. And then you go to sleep. Right. Does anybody yeah. else feel that? Like it's just it's yeah. too much. No, I do feel that. Yeah. Um, Nobody calls each other anymore. It's almost like we already know everyone we know is doing because we're on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. So mm-hmm. what do we talk about? Like there's nothing you don't know about. Like I remember in high school, I didn't have there was no social media when I was in high school and it was like if I want to see anybody after school it's like well I better go to the mall and see who I run into that was like <laughs> that was how I grew up us too the arcade at Ross Park that's where we yeah hung out. <laughs> I, I was a Monroeville Mall guy oh okay yeah there you go. <clears throat> represent <laughs> yeah I, I mean I I sometimes for instance my local mall is the Beaver Valley Mall. And you go there. Well, you don't go there now, of course. But you know, under, under normal circumstances, you go there. You might walk higher length of the mall without seeing another human being. <laughs> Whereas, sure. you know, if you went there on a Saturday night in, in the in the nineties, early nineties, late eighties, it would be thick with people. You know, that yeah. So it it would be a much more social uh, situation in terms of you know, actual human beings as opposed to. Uh, uh, text messages or icons and so so on avatars mm-hmm. I find that it's just with having shows you need to really give people a good reason to come out and unfortunately it takes a lot of letting go of the ego and understanding that like even if your band's having a show even your best friends realistically you're probably 25% of why they're going out of the house that night. So it's like keeping into mind like, okay, like where is this show? Oh, it's in the South side. So I already know this group of friends never want to fucking go to the South side. So I'm not even going to bother wasting my time talking to them. Let me talk to my friends over here. And then like there's things with like with gray Walker, for example, we've never played Gooskies mainly because we don't know anybody that lives on that side of town. Nobody would show up. We have a hard enough time. We had a hard enough time playing Howlers just because like all of our friends were like, they're either like on this, they're more on the South side of things, or we could play like somewhere weird, like out at the fallout shelter and we'll have a lot of friends that show up. But like, you know, the East side of Pittsburgh, just not our thing. I don't know why. People don't want to cross those bridges and everything, I guess. (laughs) Maybe they'll be more likely to now. I don't know. I mean, once it's just, you know, you can actually go out again. Yeah, I'm really for adventure. Yeah, I'm yeah. super duper curious to see how people start interacting um, when it comes to leaving the house and going to events and how much people care. Or are people only going to really be into it for a week or two and then all of a sudden people will forget that we ever had a problem? Right. Yeah. I find that that's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a fortune teller. I have no idea. I just, I mean, I, 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 it's so silly to, for us to be 
talking about like I hope people come out again when we already had a hard enough time getting people to come out in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like hopefully I was like oh, we can have 20 people in a room. Cool. It's, it's normal. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just an unfortunate time that we just had this recording to put out and everything and so I don't know. Maybe people will listen to it because they, I don't know, looking for something to do. But, you know, we don't want to hold it. Yeah. We don't know what it's going to be. Optimistic, you know, but it's, it gets to the point after that first few weeks and seeing this could be really prolonged. It's like, how long do you wait? And yeah, yeah. have it, let's get it out there and we can always have a party later, you know? I personally don't think there's any reason to wait i think that because the way that when you're releasing things online it's i've always felt that it was separate from the real world in regardless of a a lockdown or not because there there's people that really pay attention to stuff online there's people that pay attention to stuff in the real world and in my experience my bands can play shows and they don't even know people will come to the shows and be like, Oh, you put out a new album. And I'm like, yeah, we've been posting about it for the past three months. Sure. And then yeah. the people online that are listening to the album will be like, the new album sounds really cool. When are you playing a show? It's like, we just played four shows. Yeah. It's yeah. there. A lot of people just aren't paying attention. So I find yeah. that like, if you're, if you have an album and you're stoked on it, yeah. Just put it out online because people are paying attention the same as they would at any other given time. There might be some more eyeballs now, but for the most part, I think people that would be paying attention to it already are. And people that aren't internet people are doing weird things around the house. They're starting gardens <laughs> and changing light bulbs and replacing drywall. And I don't yeah. know. That's oddly specific to people that I know, but that's just stuff that I'm dealing with. <laughs> yeah. And isn't it, isn't it true? We've all had the experience of having a, a friend who always says every time I'll see you next time. I'll be there next time. Sure. And then number one, that's a pretty sure sign. Number one, that you'll never see that person again. And then number two, you can't see me next time because who knows when there's going to be a next time. So all those people who always said that if you're watching, who the hell knows when that's going to be, you, maybe you should have been there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lost your chance. Lost your chance, right. Yeah. I do think that one thing that we could probably do once the social distancing lets up a bit, even if we aren't able to facilitate, you know, having more than 15 people in a room or something like that, but people can get together and start practicing. I think you might be able to, you might see some people streaming more like live performances and you know, maybe venues will actually let them do it where, oh, uh, Spirit, that's a that's a place that'll probably open again. Like, oh, you know, Murder for Girls at Spirit or Cativo. How about that? Murder for Girls at Cativo. We're doing this live stream and then, you know, donations can go to the thing. I don't know. I'm sure you might see some more stuff like that. I have no, no idea. Everybody's the heart- trying to make it work right now. It's hard yeah, to the hard up. thing right now is the unknowns and and just there's so little information about any of. I'll be back right now. That it's so hard, to, yeah, predict. Not having like how it's going to play out and how to it, like when we do plan the next show, how do we do that responsibly? Like considering you know, yeah, I we, th- things leave and transmits and how to protect people and and what's safe, what isn't. Yeah, and I mean, you're going to have places that don't give a fuck. You're going to have people that don't give a fuck. Like, I'm sure there's going to be guidelines, but do you think the locker room's going to be following them? Yeah, I know. And that's why it's like, you know, like, so I didn't mean to throw the rock room under the bus, but let's be real. Um, <laughs> I'm just, and, uh, but I think there will. Not in that bathroom, then. Yeah. It's going to be like, um... yeah. I, I, I think that it's healthy and, you know, coming to shows. So we don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think our practice space is big enough for social distancing either. Yeah, we I have thought to, we have to be in a corner. We might be able to. Do it. 
something with that jason's room but <laughs> yeah i need a bigger room but our poor practice space that little refrigerator is probably all mildewing itself. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. There's probably so many like beer cans, moldy, all just. <laughs> it's probably a lot. I'll go down there. We have that garbage in there. Oh. You know what? I'll go down. <laughs> Seriously, I'll go down there tomorrow. I'll go down there. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about that now. I might go down there, down there now. Let's we'll see. <laughs> You can do a live feed. That'd be fun. There. Like ants eating my candy. Like, oh. oh, maybe not. So, aside from the music, we all are, you know, we've all been spending a lot of time at home. Is there anything not music related that anyone has taken the time to maybe do that's been fun or productive over the past few weeks? Tammy, let's start with you. Have you done anything cool? Um, yeah, I watched the whole Tiger King series, okay. you know, no, I don't. <laughs> um, have I, um, I've been trying to, I mean, I've been trying to write a little bit, you know, um, I, yeah, no, I, I can't really say I've picked up a new skill or anything. <laughs> still working though. Yeah, I'm still working. I mean, okay. it's not uh, my life didn't change in that aspect. You know, I'm kind of wishing away I wasn't working and had all that extra spare time. But um, you know, then there's a trade off of yeah. you know. Don't 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 take your yeah. stability for granted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, no, it's not changed a whole whole lot for me. I don't think. I mean, what about you, Michelle? been up to anything fun <laughs> that's not music related yeah um, well i mean i've been doing some yard work so that's nice to get outside time uh riding my bike taking runs uh i'm working too from home so i've got eight to five every day doing that so um which is nice i feel fortunate to be able to do that absolutely just trying to keep up my chops, you know, for when we get back to it. Mm-hmm. Are you running with a mask on? No. Neither am I. They can't wear yet. I saw some discussion about that, you know, but yeah. you know, it's hard to breathe or running. I don't need to put a mask on, too. We're not running around people, right? You're just not really. Yeah, that's what I guess maybe if, you know, you were running in a congested area. There's yeah. nobody. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I totally take the wearing the mask in an appropriate situation seriously, but I do think there's some kind of like overkill. Uh yeah. I was kind of I was I kind of got on my like my girlfriend just a little bit the other day cuz she uh she picked me up and I I got in the car and she was wearing a mask in the car and I was like, "Why are you wearing a mask in your car?" She's like, "I just kind of put it on." I was like, "Just take it off this is a little much but whatever god bless her i don't i don't want to i don't want to step on anyone's comfort levels but it's just like geez (laughs) i know i saw a theme the other day that said if you're still wearing your mask when you're alone in your car then just don't ever come out of (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean I think that it's it was probably more of a thing where like you know you put it on you get used to having it on and you don't really think about taking it off Right. But it's just like, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 interesting having like we went to Target and they have the whole sign out like you can't go in there unless you have most most places now you have to have a face mask on to go into. Which yeah. I mean, it's not hurting. It's 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 interesting. It's different. I you know it's funny. I was in Japan like maybe five years ago, and uh, it was at the time that the everyone there was wearing masks. And I guess it started out for a similar, like, I don't know, pandemic or flu, bad flu they had. Um, but then it became a fashion statement. And I read this cool article talking about how, well, not only a fashion statement, people wear them because they don't want to do makeup. Or and also it's a way to be antisocial. So yeah. people, everyone there wore a mask. You could get them out of little vending machines all over, um, you know, all over Japan. So I wonder if that's going to become trendy here or... <laughs> 
but it's like you guys need more fashionable masks. And everyone's masks, like you know. I know a few people. They could just keep their masks on and stay for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the band Corn is selling corn face masks. If anybody needs a corn face mask. If you, if, you, if you if you're feeling like a freak on a leash, you can get a corn face mask. Good to know. I literally the story. I won't tell you the whole thing, but I wound up. They played corn played the Civic Arena one year with Dead Sea, which is Cher's son's band. Back in probably the early 2000s, yeah. came to Pittsburgh. I happened to meet one of the guys that built their stage while I was out at my friend's birthday party, and he gave me passes to go to the show. And we ended up partying with the band and going uh, on Fieldy's tour bus where he proceeded to play his MTV Cribs video on repeat. Oh, it was pretty cool. (laughs) 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 What a turd. (laughs) And it was so weird. Because it got a little weird after. Yeah. I was there with a pair of identical twins. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> we, had to, we had to get out of there. <laughs> John, what have you been doing in your free time? <laughs> if you have any. <laughs> well, I'm I'm working too. I'm, okay. I've been working from home since uh, I guess I guess it was March 20th was the last day I was in the office. Um, so I'm still working, but for me, it saves a lot of time because. I don't have to commute, obviously, so I have more time on my hands. I don't have to to, to go to bed as early. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> we have a special guest. Is this Stinch? You- Hi, Stinny. She's who I was visiting when I met this man. So. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. Sorry to- but I, I am actually writing more. I, I am actually playing more on my own than usual, uh, just because I have a little bit more time on my hands. So, but beyond that, I am reading more. Uh, I guess that's about it. I did watch Walking Dead season nine, which I didn't think was too bad because I had kind of abandoned that show a while ago. Okay. I, I thought season nine was all right. So I'm looking for something else to watch at this point, I guess. Uh, yeah that's about it super cool and uh steph what have you been doing anything uh, a lot of podcasts a lot of podcasts lately <laughs> uh, <laughs> now i was working on this album cover for this album coming up this past week part of that uh, the weather permitting i've been basically becoming a farmer um i have properties lined up on the north side of a hill and been excavating the backyard, planting things. I don't know. I think it's. I get. I get into a gardening mode when I get nervous about things. I think. Or I have to do physical labor. So sure. Now uh, fixing up some of the properties around. Not much has changed. Job like lately. That's what I've been doing. Um, so, uh, but most of that's watching some Netflix. I watched The Office again for like the eighth time. I think and. Uh, just started rewatching Lost. Just because mm. <laughs> you're watching Lost again, yeah. I saw which, that. Which, which season are you on now? I'm on season three. Okay. Where they're in the polar bear cages, captured by the yeah. yeah. I really, really loved the first two seasons of that that show. They were really well done. I thought. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I've been watching The Handmaid's Tale, which is really fucking with me. Yes. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, I guess it's completely unrelated because that, you know, they didn't have a pandemic in that show. But sometimes the, the very few times I went to the grocery store, I especially the last time with I felt like I was in a handmaid's tale like I was going out for the you know yeah. I don't know especially when there's hardly anything on the shelves you know and they went to those little stores with the, I you know yeah it kind of feels like the mask is like the 
Yeah, there's a bit of going back to what Steph said about the masks in Japan and the antisocial thing. That's been one kind of nice thing when I've been at the store. I kind of like this, like, yeah, don't fucking talk to me sort of vibe that I get to give off and have a good excuse to. Not that I, I'm not uh, an antisocial person by any means, but most of the time if I'm at the store, I kind of just want people to get out of my way so I can get my, my broccoli and leave. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to hang out. For some reason, anytime I go to the store, I need broccoli and command strips. Those are like the two things. It doesn't matter. I could go every week and I always somehow need those things. Favorite vegetables. Yeah. Tammy, what's your favorite vegetable? My favorite vegetable? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like broccoli. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with broccoli. Okay. Yeah. Michelle, favorite vegetable? Uh, it's a toss-up between green beans and potatoes. Oh, potatoes do do a lot. John. Me? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with with uh, I'm a, I, I like mushrooms. Okay. Different, different. Yeah. All right. Useful. That's New York. Fun guy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, it's all hanging on you here. What's, what's uh, your... Like I said, there's beats that'll start <laughs> Yeah. What's your you favorite know? favorite veggie? Beets. I love beets. Beets. Okay. Ooh, Ooh, beet. Yeah. yeah. Beets on salad. Love beef. You, like, you between the four of you, you almost had like a really good breakfast omelet side of potatoes thing going on, but Steph really <laughs> fucked it up with the beets. So I don't know where those belong, but now you have, have lunch you at least. You can have a. a, a I made, I made a, beet, I made a beet omelet before. Really? Yeah, yeah it was very purple. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I, I have never in my life thought of putting those things together. Yeah, it works. Yeah, that sounds can good. I say, can I say that I cook broccoli with my pierogies? Sure. I highly recommend. <laughs> Why not? There's butter, onions. I just have cheese on them. Yeah, ranch dressing. <laughs> um, no, you gotta do the broccoli and the pierogies with butter, and then douse it with hot sauce, and then a lot of sour cream. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just think- I'm trying to I'm trying to gain the COVID nineteen over here. Just saying it. I just did peanut butter on a burger for the first time. Ooh. Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. That's good. It's surprisingly good. <laughs> or because, or because it sounded like fun. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Is it interesting? Yeah, peanut. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, because I, uh, my Stacy had convinced me to have a peanut butter and pickle sandwich because, like, that was like she's. <laughs> A wacky, wacky person with flavor, but it's really good. Those flavors work really, really well together. It's surprising. Hmm. I'll have to try that. So it does work on a burger. I can tell you that. Um, it's not as strange as you think it would be. But also, if you want to stick with your ketchup and mayo and mustard, the norm stuff, that's fine too. I'm just saying, don't, don't. While we're all at the house, why not just. Put peanut butter on something. See what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Experiment of it. It works. I put it on pasta. If you mix pasta with uh, mixing some peanut butter and some soy sauce and yeah. a little water, it's good. Peanut, peanut noodles. Yeah. Oh, peanut noodles. Okay. Yeah, I can get down with that. Very low-tech peanut noodles. Yeah. Right so, yeah, I mean, if you're into... If you're into peanut noodles, then you already kind of have an idea of the the savoriness that you can kind of get from a peanut butter. So yes. apply that to, you know, a yes. burger. It works. I'm sorry, Steph? Didn't somebody have a donut burger recently, like KFC, or was it a donut chicken sandwich or something? That sounds... Yes. It's like a burger with a Krispy Kreme bun. Oh, yeah. 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 It might have been amazing. I don't know. 
<laughs> Something I did one time, and this is true. I, I had a veggie burger and uh, I was going to make my veggie burger. And I realized I didn't have any type of bread. So I used, I used waffles. I used uh, <laughs> it worked. It worked. It was all right. Yeah, I can see that working. Why not? Yeah. John, you're not even a stoner, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a stoner, though. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a stoner meal. stoner's <laughs> my door. Dude, are you the guy with the waffles and the peanut butter? Writes me, man. That's so funny. So, as we approach our hour here before we wrap things up one more time Steph can you tell us when the album's going to be out and where people can find it the album is released digitally and we by then uh, 8-15 coming up a little more than two weeks and you can go to murderforgirls.com murderforgirls.bandcamp.com and pre-order through either our website or Bandcamp. And we will, you can just download the, the digital version. You can pre-order the digital version. You'll automatically get it on the 15th or we will mail you out the CD on the 15th. And uh, yeah, also if you go to our store page on our website, um, we have all our merch up there. It's, it links to a store page that you can buy stuff if you, if you happen to want a t-shirt. Um, and also, you have the merch, <laughs> you have the merch, right? Um, yeah, have the merch. Um, and I also have up on that store page, there's a vinyl pre order. We're thinking of pressing vinyl, depending on what eventually we get to that. Mm. If, if you might be interested in a vinyl version of this album, then uh, yeah, check it out. Email us. Let us know if you're into it. We're going to talk more about all that soon. But um, yeah, May 15th is the big day if you want to listen to it. it, Order the CD. Cool. And the music video is out right now. Is that on the YouTubes and the the Facebooks, the interwebs? Yep. It's all over the interwebs. It's all over the interwebs. I I crack up watching it. I... It's always fun doing your first music video, like with a group of people. It's always, it's fun to watch it. It's fun to have it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun making it. I think it, it turned out great. It's, um, I think it's good too, that it's kind of, you know, lighthearted during this time. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. John, did song start in one of our practices because Michelle, didn't you make a joke to John? So we were talking about the world is full of helpful goth girls. Yeah. This song is basically, yeah, for John. <laughs> yeah, actually what happened, and I'm not going to name her because I don't know if she necessarily would be comfortable, you know. But anyway, yeah, there was a particular goth girl I'm Facebook friends with, and I had posted a message saying, you know, hey, I'm going to go hang some flyers because I still like to hang flyers, you know, the old school way. And she says, oh, you know what? I have a list and I'll send you this list. And she sends me this like hugely complicated spreadsheet of where to go and where to put them and when's the best time to hang the flyer. And I said, you know what? And that's that's where the title came from. (laughs) Somebody, Michelle, said something like, wow, she's really helpful. And I'm like, well, the world is full of helpful. (laughs) They just appear. They just appear magically. In her case, she had a very useful spreadsheet with important information. Yeah. And then there you go. So you, that's a great was a, story. We could have put that in the video, actually. We'll have to do that in the director's cut, maybe. Yeah, we'll I was going to say, that's a great story. I didn't see it in the video, but I don't know how visual it is. I don't know if you want to get spreadsheets oh, out and about. Although yeah. it would be funny to have like a goth girl with like, you know, a, a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Like a chicken make a training video of where to uh-huh. hang flyers and that kind of thing. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be into that. Oh, uh, no, I shouldn't bring it up, but we'll get mad. But uh, remember when Manny got caught by the news, like getting busted by flyers and scrolling? <laughs> just, just cut it in somewhere. 
<laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good video. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez. Well, with all that being said, we've made our hour. It's been really fun seeing everybody chatting for a bit. Sorry that we couldn't do it in person, but we'll see each other soon and we'll we'll do this again for real. So without yeah, without the lag of the internet, but hopefully the dogs can still come. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> I think if anyone watching is watching, drinking <laughs> game, the Murder for Girls episode, where every time you see one of our dogs, like yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Put a little like a little a little doggy counter in the corner, yeah, so every time exactly. there's. There we go! Wow, two. There's a two for one. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got two. Don't we? We could have like a bonus shot if you see a cat. Isn't there some cats? There are cats. Yeah, um, I don't have any cats, but I have no pets. I have no. I have nothing we're, to contribute. We're a band full of uh, dogs, and yeah, we got a lot of. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, hey. Gonna wrap this up, do my outro, and that'll be it. Thanks for having us. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. One more time, Murder for Girls. Thanks for being here. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2020. Woo woo! Thanks for listening. And goodbye, world. Goodbye, friends. Have a good Saturday. You too. All right, thanks. Bye. See ya.